to the Pizza Ranches Coaches Show for you on this uh, Saturday morning. We're going to talk with Carroll football coach Craig Roadrider coming up here shortly. He's on the road headed up to Rockwell City for a volleyball tournament to watch his daughter Olivia. We'll talk to Michaela Clank from the Carroll volleyball team later on in the show. Ryan Steinkamp, the Kemper football coach, they're coming off a big win last night. He'll join us after Coach Roadrider. Then we've got Deb Danner with the Carroll swim team, Thomas Nelson with Kemper cross country, Rusty Wintermote. They're also headed up to Rockwell City for the volleyball tournament. We'll talk with him and then of course coach clank as well in that order today again our player of the game photos and banners from last night up on the carol broadcasting sports network website facebook twitter and instagram pages audio from last night's broadcast is available on our website at sports.1380kcim.com we'll have game recaps with scores and stats on the website coming up throughout this weekend as KC and I will sit down and write up recaps from all of tonight's uh, football games or last night's uh, football games. We'll get those up Saturday and Sunday at sports.1380kcim.com on the Brinks Exterior Sports Report. We do all full statewide scores broken down with our area districts at the top and then a full state scoreboard at the bottom that was posted last night as well. You can go back and watch that Kemper victory. We did the video broadcast of that last night. You can find that on the Carroll Broadcasting Sports Network YouTube channel. So check all all of those out and of course we did get the new way auto group scoreboard show uh, podcasted uh, from last night as well we'll start off our pizza ranch coaches show uh, with the scoreboard from last night we'll start off class 2a district 8 kemper gets by ahst of oka walnut 21 14 in overtime it was a des moines christian down in clark of osceola 44 35 green county beat atlantic 41 to 6 roland story top south hamilton 29 20 Colfax Mingo over at Saydell, 20-14. Southeast Valley tops Clary and Goldfield Dows, 28-20. Class 3A District 1, Carroll Falls to Denison, Slushwick, 31-7. It was Healan over Sioux City West, 29-21. Sergeant Bluff Luton uh, rolls by Sioux City West, 48-14. MOC Floyd Valley over Okaboji at Milford, uh, 41-6. Lamar's got by Boyd and All Rock Valley, 49-42. Sioux Center over Unity Christian, 41-8. Class 1A District 2, Isaac tops at Missouri Valley 24-12. Lawton Bronson defeated Sioux Central Sioux Rapids 33-7. Western Christian blanks Pocahontas area 41-0. Emmitsburg over Sheldon 46-20. Maple Valley Antonoto Charter Oak Ute tops at Manson Northwest Webster 37-30. Forest City downs Eagle Grove 41-14. Class A District 7, South Central Calhoun knocks off Riverside 34-28. Grandview Christian defeated Southwest Valley 32-28. Earlham gets past IKM Manning's first loss for the Wolves, 40-33. It was Panorama outscoring ACGC 55-37. Eight-man District 1, Arweva 3-0. They beat Siouxland Christian 30-8. Booyer Valley cruises past West Harrison, 56-14. St. Mary's of Remsen downs West Bend Mallard, 34-18. Newell Fonda defeated Woodbine, 54-46. And eight-man District 9, Audubon. Uh, they roll last night, beating Xyra Okren Kimball in 62-34. Glenn Ralston over Colin Esco, 22-18. Coon Rapids Baird, they uh, shut out Collins Maxwell, 47 to nothing, and Baxter edges St. Edmund 35 to 34. Back with Craig Rowetter coming up next right here on the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show. Score big when you come on down to the Carroll Pizza Ranch to dig into the country's best chicken, piping hot pizza, and their fresh salad bar. They're open to serve you all your Pizza Ranch favorites from 11 to 8 on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and 5 to 8. Get their famous buffet your way where you can request your favorite pizza. Everyone wins at Pizza Ranch. Just off Highway 30, downtown Carroll, open seven days a week. Whoa, that's good. 
Craig Rowetter, the head football coach for the Kill Tigers, joining us here on this Saturday morning on the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show. And, Coach, as always, appreciate your time joining us here today. You bet, Jeff. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, tough one last night for you guys. Uh, scored first, if I understand right, over at Denison Slushwig. But uh, things didn't go real well for you guys the rest of the game. You guys are just so beat up right now and, and injured and, and missing guys in, in Denison Slushwig. Sounds like, Coach, they took advantage of that. Yeah, we, uh, you know, I told told the guys we had to start fast, and uh, they took me up on that. You know, we got uh, Maddox White did a nice job, jumped a route, and um, got us down inside the red zone right away off the off the bat. And two plays later, uh, we were able to run run the ball in with Cooper uh, Ludwig, and you know things were looking looking good. And then we had a little uh, miscommunication in the secondary, and let a tight end kind of run straight down the middle of the field for their first score but we blocked extra point, so we we're still sitting okay you know at that point and uh you know we really and we were able to move the ball we just some really bad penalties at really bad times um you know we finally started we knew they were going to bring a little pressure on us so we were able to run some of our screen plays and and they actually looked pretty good except you know there was a, a hold or a block in the back on one and you know so it erased uh some really good Really good gains were, you know, just some kind of unfortunate mistakes on our on our end called them back. Coach, you said you were able to move the ball. Sounds like the ground game was working early on. Yeah, we kind of, you know, we still stuck with kind of helped, uh, you know, use Carter Essex's legs a little bit, and um, Cooper Ludwig like sticking his nose up in there and blocking. So we, you know, <laughs> had kind of him and Chase Regaler were kind of the two man lead there and you know so of course we did have to play like i said we are we're a little short-handed you know in the secondary so carter essick was playing a little bit of safety for us in that first half and um then we we're probably running him a little more than we originally planned so we had to move some bodies around but um you know again they kind of sat with the two high safety looks so um you know we had to take it try to take advantage of that and and run the football Coach, you mentioned uh, Cooper getting out in front. Are you surprised he likes to lead block and hit people? Not at all. If you've seen him <laughs> on a wrestling mat, you, you, you know he's not he's not bashful at all. Yeah, no, I've joked with him before. I said, you know, as a catcher, I think if they told you to run through the backstop at full speed, he would try to do it. So, uh, Coach, uh, when did things start to, to when did they start kind of noticing the secondary issues and start taking advantage? Was it early, or did it take him into the second or third quarter to kind of figure out that they could that they could maybe you know have an advantage uh, in the pass game? Um, yeah, it was about it was about middle of the second quarter. Uh, we got kind of hit on the, um, and it, I think we actually turned. Can't remember. If, I'll have to look at the film again. I, I think we turned the ball over on a on a fumble um, on a on a drive that was going pretty good, and they hit us with a couple pass plays, and then um, Weaver hit the Fink kid, you know, kind of on a, a just a post route. We got a little turned around in the secondary, um, and then by you know, so that was. That was the middle of the second, and I think they snuck one more in. Um, but then, uh, you know, that, and we altered coverages. I mean, we kind of tried initially kind of gave a too-high look, and then, um, you know, by, by, by the end we were just saying, all right, call out who you got and, you know, just go back to some man-to-man coverage. But, again, uh, credit to them. You know, they found they found the holes. And, um, again, Weaver's a good athlete. You know, he's, he had time 
you know, to sit back. He, you know, he took a deep drop every time just so he could kind of survey the field. And, um, you know, he was kind of able to, to take his shots. Coach, you guys able to get much pressure on him up front? Not a whole lot. I mean, he did, like I said, he, you know, was in shotgun and it seemed like he ran back another five yards just to wow. make sure he could survey everything, you know, in front of him. And, um, so no, we had a hard time, you know, getting, getting any kind of a, a pass rush really. It was, but more, more due to not that our guys weren't, you know, going hard. They just, it was, a, it was about 15 yards for him to try to go chase him down. Coach, uh, for you guys, you had to go away from the run game, I'm sure, probably much earlier than you wanted to. Um, what did you learn, though, about your passing game tonight that may be able to help you down the road? Uh, we just got to, we still got to work on our progressions, you know, as, as far as um, just who we're actually reading. Um, you know, as good as Carter is and with his, you know, he can use his legs to kind of extend a lot of plays and make some, make some plays happen. Um, I got to do a better job probably just sitting down with him and, you know, making sure that we're seeing the same thing, not making predetermined reads on where the ball's going to go. Um, you know, we have, we have some good ideas by, from what previous plays, but we still got to stick to our progression. Not just because they did, you know, it will kind of like a week ago when, we ran a you know a wheeler out kind of with hammer, and the first time they covered it, and the second time there's nobody around him. So you're still dealing with high school kids. You know you're not gonna always get the same look every time. Uh, you know their guys screw up on coverages too. But uh, so that's that's probably just the biggest takeaway. And then it's tough to you know when they can drop seven in coverage and know you, that you have to throw you know to try to play catch up. It, that's it puts them in a tough spot. You guys gonna start getting some people back from from everything that's going on? Um, we, you know, I this week still looks a little rough, but um, I'm hoping by district play that we kind of, you know, we'll we'll take it easy on our banged up guys this week, um, just to give them a chance. Any anyway, but um, you know, it's it's not, I'm I'm guessing we'll look a little bit different come week five um, instead of week four. Got Creston coming home. You guys finally get a chance to come home. Haven't been there uh, since week number one. Uh, I know you and I were chatting uh, during the commercial break here. That uh, they've got an all-state running back, so uh, you're probably not going to see a team that's going to go out and try and throw it a lot. I would, I would imagine they're going to feed it to their horse. Yeah, I mean, but the bad thing is they can throw it. <laughs> so <it's, laughs> yeah, so I think uh, pick your poison, but I, I, I'm. Sure that they're going to try to establish the run game, you know, early and often, and because um, they do have a really good, then all state running back back there. I mean, you'd be foolish not to give them the ball. So that'll be the the focus. And I haven't, you know, I haven't looked enough on what they do defensively. They always used to be a three a three man front, but um, I'm not sure if that's changed or not. We'll we'll dig into that here um, after I'm heading down to watch a little volleyball here shortly. And, We'll figure out what they're going to run at us defensively. Well, Coach, I'll let you get on the road, and and I'll probably see you with your head up in the iPad today because I'll be up there at the tournament as well. So we'll catch up with you a little bit later on this morning there in Rockwell City. Appreciate you joining us here today, and enjoy the weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Will do. Thank you, Jeff, and go Tigers. Head coach Craig Rowetter again with the Kill Tigers. They fall last night to Denison Slushwick again. That final was 31-7. to We're back with more from the Coaches Show coming up here on KCIM. 
Hi, this is Dr. Rick Godding. Join me here on KCIM at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings where I talk about orthopedics and whatever else really comes to mind. We have a good time on the show, and we would like to invite you to join us. Listen this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. right here on KCIM for the St. Anthony Hospital Orthopedic Show with Dr. Rick Godding. For more information about St. Anthony Orthopedics, go to stanthonyhospital.org or call 794-5536. We're back here on the Pizza Ranch's Coaches Show on this Saturday morning here on KC. I'm talking right now with a very happy head football coach with the Kemper Knights, Ryan Steinkamp. They get a big win over a ranked team in overtime last night, knocking off AHS Tiavoca Walnut to 21-14. to uh, Coach, as, as the stress, as the anxiety, as the heart rate slowed down a little bit yet here on this Saturday morning? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting back to calm now, yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, your your thoughts, kind of the overall thoughts on that game last night and, and, and being able to pick up a win, especially down in numbers. You guys are a little banged up right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of guys stepped up. You know, it was, it was kind of by committee, guys rotating in there, getting, getting reps and stuff like that. But, you know, the kids, they, they bounced back. They knew at um, halftime, you know, we, we made we kind of some self-inflicted wounds in the first half. and second half, we made a couple of adjustments in. Uh, defense played great, and offense made big plays and kept the ball moving. Sounds like special teams were huge as well early in the game. Yeah, yeah, we knew from scouting them. They hadn't punted all year yet in the first two games. So we kind of said we're going after that first punt, and it was a bad snap, and we we were, we were all over. So that was that was a big uh, key play, and our our special teams were uh, pretty clean tonight. How, who got it then, and how were you guys able to get that 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 first one on their miscue? I guess. Um, yeah, it was, it was over his head, scramble, and I think they ended up recovering it. We tackled them around like the 10-yard line or so. Able to score off that. How was the offense able to capitalize? What did you guys do? Um, Ben Gurkin, just a great receiver, ran a great route, and Brock threw a, a dime to him. So, yeah, that was, that was great to see. Second game with Brock as the starting quarterback. What did you see from him? What kind of growth? Um, just, just maturity, understanding the situations, you know, he. Um, I think he might have had two picks, but you know, they're, they're good balls, good reads. I thought he read the defense well, and you know, he commanded the huddle, huddle. So that's awesome to see a sophomore um, stepping up like that. 7-7 seven, seven, uh, at the end of the first quarter. What was the thought process for you guys that, at that point of the game? Oh, well, just, you know, it's, it's going to be a battle. You know, we got to limit the mistakes and uh, keep, keep battling. Were you playing fairly mistake-free ball at that point, or were you hurting yourself some? No, we have a few, you know, a few, uh, not blown coverages, but, you know, times where, you know, I want our guys to be a little more aggressive in coverage. You know, they they converted uh, on a second touchdown, they converted like a fourth and 20, or it's like, you know, we we got to make those plays. It can't be, we're right there, and that happened a couple of third downs, where we're right there, we just got to step up and make the play, you know. And the, and the kids, they, they responded well to that. They knew that, you know. So that, that's just it's part of the growing pains, but uh, they're, they're, they're really adapting well to that. You mentioned uh, some miscues sometimes in the pass coverage. You give up a, a long fourth down, and they score, I, I think, a play or two after that uh, and stuff there in the second quarter to go up 14-7. to seven. What happened there? Um, you, know, they, you know, they have a good quarterback and good running back. They ran some replays that were, you know, we haven't really seen yet this year. And, you know, I think sometimes our guys second-guessed it a little bit instead of just, you know, attacking it. And that, that was a big difference in the second half was they really attacked it. We made, we made a couple adjustments, and, and we'll be able to get some um, big stops in the second half. Down 14-7 to seven at the halftime. Uh, you, you guys strike with, with a quick uh, score uh, there in the third. 66 yards to, to Casper Bauer. Seems like Bating and Casper Bauer are getting a pretty good connection. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, we've got some good basketball players out there. You know, it's nice to see them on the, it's nice to see them on the gridiron. You know, I kind of remind them like, hey, you guys are fast. I know they're basketball players, not that the heart is, but they're they're pretty dang good football players too. Yeah, well, you were one of those guys back in your day. You're an athlete, right? You, you might love one sport more, but you want to be successful in everything. Sounds like that's what those guys are. Yeah, absolutely. No, they they know they had a great basketball season last year, um, so it's great to see them. I think their confidence carrying over. What did you guys call and stuff on that big touchdown pass? Um, I think it's just a little switch, switch first combination. Um, actually, the ball was tipped by the DB. You know, Michael ran a great route. Brock maybe went through it a little bit, but it's tipped right into Michael, and he gets the concentration and is off to the races. Tied 14-14 midway through the third. The defense didn't give up much in the second half. What did you guys do different defensively? Um, we just kept, we, we we changed some alignment with our backers. You know, we knew they're against the edge a little bit, so we started. You know, they they like they love the motion, so we started just attacking the motion. And you know, their quarterback made some scrambles, which you know, we kind of knew was a liability for us, like on the backside. But you know, the guys hustled and they made plays, and you know, the pursuit was really good. Did the defense set you guys up for that final field goal attempt there late in regulation, or was it the offense that that made a nice drive and got you uh, into range to be able to attempt that uh, 37-yard field goal? Um, we ended up putting it with about four or five minutes left. I can't something like that. And then uh, the defense, I think we got we went three and out. We made some made a nice made a nice you know I think they went three and out. Got made some nice stops, and then. Um, uh, we got the ball about the 40, and then we, we drove down. His next play is that Case and Pierce did a great job um, running the ball in the, in the second half. And then um, we had a uh, fourth down, which we're just outside field goal range. And, you know, we were kind of we were like, you know what, we're gonna, we didn't want to give them a good, great field position or anything like that. So uh, called a pass play, and Brock being rolled out and tucked it and ran for a first down on, like, fourth and six. And we had a great opportunity uh, for field goal to win it, win it at the end. Uh, they just got a little pressure in the middle, and you know, long about I think about 38 yarder, and it, it was tipped at the line. So, but you know, Tom, it, you know, we got we got to clean up a few things on the field goal on field goal protection. But you know, I, I, you know, Tommy was confident. We were confident in him on that kick. Coach, take us through the overtime. You guys able to score first, and you get up that puts pressure on them that they needed a touchdown. Take us through how things played out for you guys. Uh, first, and then none of these kids have been in the high school overtime game. So we had to explain the rules and how it works. They're like, what are we doing? Like, guys, like, calm down. Like, you know, you, you know, uh, you know, I watch a lot of football and the coaches do too, where you can't take for granted about explaining an overtime situation. You know, we do a lot of goal line stuff at practice, but I never really talk about, hey, this is what overtime is like. So, you know, they won the toss and we were on offense first. And um, we just said, hey, let's get the ball. And our playmaker, Ben Gurkin, ran a great, ran a great route and Brock threw a dime to him in first play. So, that kind of gave us a lot of confidence, you know, scoring right away. Coach, how did the defense make the stop, and what did they try to do on fourth down? Um, you know, they're, they're a run-first team. You know, they usually, you know, the first couple of games, you know, they're very athletic. They, they, they pass and they want to type deal. You know, that's, that's kind of them. They want to run the ball first. The Sturberger kid is a heck of a running back for them, um, good player. And, you know, we made a couple of adjustments that helped the read plays and stuffed them in the first play. Um, I think the next one, um, they passed it and complete, so it's – Third and goal, I think they ran it again. Got down to the five. So fourth and goal from the five. We had a blitz call. Uh, Jacob Robeck had a heck of a second half. You know, first first half, me and him exchanged words a little bit about how he was adjusted and stop stuff. And he made some adjustments at halftime. He did a great job. But he got caught offside on fourth and goal from the five, which I, we told the kids, like, hey, it's, you know, pin your, pin your ears back and whatever you got to do to keep out the end zone. And then it's about, you know, fourth and goal from the two or three, whatever it was. And they were in a play. 
I'm pretty sure Jake made the tackle. I, I can't remember the top of uh, my head without watching the film. But it was close. I remember seeing the ref run in, and I was just watching him, like, you know, he put his hands up or get the, you know, the, the no sign that crossing his arms, and he crossed them, and our kids ran on the field. And I kind of just stood there, just, you know, kind of just smiled because I was just so happy for the kids. I know they've worked hard the last three weeks, too, so it's great to see them get, uh, see their hard work pay off. Coach, congrats on the win. You mentioned a rolling story that's on the road next week. Uh, have you peeked at them at all? I have not, but I know coaches have been kind of watching film on that, too. You know, you know me, I focus on one game at a time. Yep. Coaches kind of have assignments, you know, doing doing that way we can see the progress on the weekend, scouting and stuff like that, too. So, yeah, you know, that district play, so it's pretty much like playoffs every game for seeding and stuff like that. Well, Coach, congratulations again on the win last night. Appreciate you joining us here on the Pizza Ranch uh, Coaches Show. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you next week before that matchup with Roland Stroy. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Appreciate it. Ryan Steinkamp again, the head coach for the Keber Knights. They knock off AHST of Oklahoma 21-14 to in overtime. Back with more of the Coaches Show coming up here on KCIM. Hey, John Wanniger here with Red Rhino Roofs. Want your roof installed before the corn dries and the snow flies? Call Red Rhino and one of our amazing team members will be there the same day. We can replace most roofs within 48 hours from the time of our inspection. We're fast, we're great, and we love what we do seven days a week. We take great pride in quality craftsmanship and exceptional customer service. Call 775-HAIL. That's 775-4245. Red Rhino Roofs. Homegrown, locally owned. Pizza Ranch Coaches Show rolling on on this uh, Saturday morning here on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM, KCIM. Deb Danner, of course, the Carroll Girls Swim Coach, joining us right now. They had a meet uh, over at Des Moines on Thursday night. And, Coach, as always, appreciate you joining us. You bet. It's always good to be here. Coach, uh, let's talk about Thursday night, the only meet you guys have had in the last week. It's kind of been a slow start to the season, as usual, for meets for you guys. It'll pick up later on. You went over to Des Moines, Lincoln, uh, just the two of you guys. I thought you swam really well, uh, finished up, I think, with uh, four or five first places, quite a few second and third places. I know Emma Meyer, again, took first in all the, the four events that she was in. But uh, overall, how did you think things went? Yeah, overall, the girls did a, a very good job. We swam some different events, tried some new things, um, had some some really nice times in those, maybe didn't place first, but, um, you know, showed us a really good swim, uh, you know, and, and we got the whole season yet to improve on stuff. So, um, yeah, it, it, overall, I think the girls did a really good job. What did you take away from the girls swimming in some of the different events, some in, in events that they'd never really probably done before, the way it sounds? Yeah, you know, um, they're excited to be able to swim new events, even if it's it's something kind of out of their reach, um, which they find out is not totally out of their reach. Uh, you know, and it, they give it more effort. They give it more you know, they they try harder because they want to show that they can do something different, that they're versatile and can do other events than their same events all the time. So, um, yeah, you know, it was just a lot of fun to watch those. And, and, you know, it's like, okay, look at her go, you know, okay, she's doing this really good. And, and you know, it's always fun to watch that. It's like, okay, well, we need to work on that and we could make that a lot better. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it was exciting for them and for and for us coaches. I was going to say, I would think the girls probably learning something about themselves as a swimmer that maybe they didn't know prior. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, you know, throwing somebody in a hundred fly that never, ever swims it and, 
and she finishes it and it's like, okay, you know, I feel accomplished. I feel like I, I can do something else. Um, you know, it's always, it's, it's just a lot of fun to watch that. 200 uh, IM or 200 Bentley Relay team, excuse me, uh, picked up a first place finish for you last night. Um, how's their time sitting right now and, and how well is that group kind of gelling together? Yeah, um, so people haven't been reported in real well. So, um, you know, I think we're sitting like around uh, 15th, 16th in the state, somewhere in there. Um, but, yeah, they're they're doing really well. we got a, a few things to work on with our two, two medley people. Um, but it, it's coming along. It, it's going to get faster yet. You also won the 200 freestyle relay. It always seems to me like the freestyle relays are really strong for you guys. How how good is that 200 freestyle right now? Yeah, you know they're doing awesome. Um, we yeah we always have a strong 200 free relay. We that always goes to state. So um, you know we we work a lot of sprints. So you know because it's a sprint season. Um, you know we swim 1500s. Uh, so it's a sprint season. It's not like college where you have the thousand, the mile, and that type of thing, the 400. Um, so, yeah, I, I concentrate on sprinting a lot more than swimming distance, which I got a couple of girls that need to start working some distance, and hopefully we can get some good 500s out of them. But, um, you know, working sprints all the time, yeah, we're we're going to be a sprint relay team. So um, they're, they're doing excellent. They're They're coming along great. You know, we just got to be careful where we put them in their individuals so that they can maximize on that two-free relay. Coach, uh, do you want to tell us who those uh, those 500 girls are going to be that you're going to start working on that with? Well, Zelda DeMoss is going to be one of my 500 girls, and then we're actually um, going to throw my Bellingerhoff into the 500 a couple of times just to see what she can do. Um, she's my two IMer, and which tells me that she can do that distance really well. And so I think we're going to give her a shot in the 500 and, and see what happens with it. Coach, uh, let's talk a little bit about my, I think we talked about uh, my last week, but uh, you told me kind of an interesting story. You got her in the 200 freestyle uh, on Thursday night and uh, she swam it well, but sounds like she's pretty competitive. She, she wanted back in the pool and another shot at that one. Oh, definitely. You know, she got done with it and I, you know, it's like, you know, good job. You did great. And then she's like, she goes, I haven't swum it for four years and, and I know I can do it better. Let me try it again. And it's like, all right, we will do that for sure. <laughs> Who else is standing out for you here? Maybe girls that aren't winning like an Emma Myers that's winning all of her events that, but uh, is going out and swimming well for you so far. Yeah. You know, um, all of the girls are doing a great job. Zelda is doing fantastic. Um, like I said, she's our, our distance swimmer. She's uh, 619 right now, and, and we know it's going to get a lot better once we really start concentrating on distance swimming. Um, Natalie Kent is doing a, a fantastic job. Um, you know, we've had her in the two free and the um, 500, and she swam the fly. Uh, you know, and she she's getting faster and faster. Um, Natalie went a 618 in her, in her 500, but I think her personal best is 612 so we're not that far off of it um and i foresee us going even faster than that uh you know she swam fly for us last year quite a bit uh, and i did have her in it the first meet but we tried it in the 200 this time and you know she did she did a very good job with it 
you know, she she went a 220 on it. Um, she's going to get faster, and she's kind of a versatile swimmer. I can kind of move her around quite a bit, so, you know, that's always nice that if I'm missing somebody, I know I got somebody to fill in, and, and so that that's just a great feeling to have, knowing that you have, you know, versatile swimmers that can do a variety of things, and, you know, she she's doing a fantastic job with that. So, yeah, you know, we, we've got a couple of girls that are really um, standing out for us right now. And, Coach, uh, you get some more time off again. You're off until next Saturday when you head up to Fort Dodge. Um, what do you guys work on and, and stuff uh, to get ready for next week? Yeah, you know, we're, we'll work on our turns, our underwaters. Um, the girls showed me last night or Thursday night um, that, you know, we, we do need to work on that a little bit more. We started out the season working on that, and we kind of let it fall off a little bit. So, We'll work those turns and underwaters a little bit more. Our starts, our relay exchanges. Um, as far as strokes go, they're they're doing very well. Um, you know, obviously we'll keep working on it, but we'll really concentrate on the the turns and the underwaters. Well, coach, as always, we appreciate all the time. Uh, congrats on a good start to the season, and uh, looking forward to catching up with you next week to preview that uh, meet uh, up in Fort Dodge. Great, thank you. Head coach again, uh, Deb Danner, again with the uh, Carroll Girls Swim Team, back with more from KCIM coming up next year on the Carroll Broadcasting Sports Network. Mackie Motors is bringing back the great push, pull, or drag sales event. We felt that there wasn't a better way to kick off the Labor Day weekend, and we have even decided to extend this special event until September 18th. Hurry in by either pushing, pulling, or dragging your train. The great push, pull, or drag sales event. Push, pull, or drag your trade to the push, pull, or drag sales event at Mackie Motors in Lake City through September 18th. Find new roads at Mackie Motors. MackieMotors.com. We're back here on the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show on this Saturday morning here on KCM. We're talking uh, Kemper Cross Country right now. Head coach Thomas Nelson is joining us. And coach, as always, uh, appreciate your time and good to talk to you. Uh, It's always great to be here. Coach, you guys didn't have a meet since last Thursday. You're on your way up to Holstein today for the Ridgeview meet, which is going to be a really talented meet, and you guys are part of that talent that's going to be there today. So really good competition. But let's talk about a week with nothing during the week. Uh, how did you feel like things went this week? Uh, what did you guys focus on in practice? Uh, I think we had a really good week of practice. Um, with, with our girls' team, we focused on trying to kind of get uh get more comfortable in our first mile out pace like like what is that and um what's what's the best pace for you to be able to finish the race strong um so i i think we've got some of our younger girls who you know got a couple meets into the season now and really hoping uh we see another step forward this weekend um w- with the boys uh just continuing kind of the grind we get thomas Podlum back this week um so that's going to be really looking forward to see him uh, racing again um, and then the other thing is, you know, we've got Ryan who's, uh, you know, showed improvement between Glenwood and West Central Valley, and I think he's going to take another uh, big step this week, too, towards showing what he's like when he's fully healthy. Are you guys getting healthy as a team or as healthy as what you think you're going to be? Yeah, I, I think we are. You know, Ryan was just, you know, sick a couple weeks. Everyone else, health-wise, you know, we're doing pretty good. Uh, Tom has been kind of chopping at the bit to run for a while now. Um, so adding him, you know, back into our varsity lineup to kind of bolster uh, our three, four, five, six with with Fletch and Dayton and Blake uh, is going to be really important for us this weekend. Um, so uh, I, I think we should be doing pretty good there. And, and you know, just having 
leaders like Ryan and Jake and Marie and Julia, you know, we do a lot of stuff in practice to try to prevent kind of injuries as far as stretching um, and some muscular work that, that should keep us good for the rest of the season. Coach, you mentioned, uh, you know, the depth for your boys today going to come in handy for you and going to be needed. Uh, this is a really talented field. Let's start with the boys' side up there at uh, at uh, Ridgeview today. Um, what's the meet look like? Uh, what are the goals for you guys today? And how, you, how do you, I know each kid differently, but how as a team do you need to go out and run it? So, um, yeah, great competition, which our, our, our kids are really looking forward to. We've got Sioux Center, MOC Floyd Valley, who are both rated in 3A, and Okaboji is rated pretty highly in 2A. Um, and our kids are really looking forward to see how we can kind of stack up against them. Um, as far as racing, we know Ryan and Jake have got to get out and get in positions, put together, you know, a top 10 uh, sort of finish. Um, and they're both capable of that. Uh, and, and I know they're looking forward to doing it again, kind of like they do every week for us. They're uh, a really nice commodity to yes. have, you know, as <laughs> leaders and as runners because they're just so consistent. Um, but, you know, I, I think what's going to really help us and kind of dictate, you know, where we end up finishing um, is our three, four, five, six, uh, and seven guys. You know, c- can we stack, you know, our six and seven ahead of another guy, another team's five man? Um, that, that'd be really big for us. And we've seen uh, Blake, Fletch, um, and Dayton all take some pretty big strides so far this season. Um, and I, I think they continue that, and, and we see some really good races out of them. I know Blake, Blake and Dayton have been kind of pack running lately, and I think that's worked really well for them. I think we'll see Fletch kind of get out more up towards where they're at this time uh, to start the race, um, and I, I think that'll probably help his overall finish too. Is this the type of course and the type of race you need early in the season to really figure out where this group's at right now? I, I think our kids um, – are excited to, uh, whether the course or not, the competition's there to figure out where we're at. Um, we, we can prove a lot about what kind of team we are uh, with how we compete against, you know, other really good teams. Um, and that, that's what was so fun about Glenwood was there's a lot of really good teams there, and we just competed as best we could, and I, I think we'll see it again this weekend. I tell you what, going to be fun looking at the results of this one. Uh, this one should be a lot of fun. Coach, on the girls' side of things, you and I were talking during the commercial break. Uh, a little different uh, flavor today for you guys, but uh, the girls' uh, field probably going to be really strong again. Yep, the, the the field's really strong. We will be focusing more kind of on our individual times, looking for self-improvement. Um, our two leading runners, Marie and Julia, aren't going to be able to make the meet um, for some testing and family stuff, um, and that's going to really allow us to kind of focus more on some of our younger runners. Uh, Addie, Shelby, uh, Maddie Sagabart, uh, and see if they can continue to take kind of the next step. They've been the ones really working on, okay, what's the best pace for me to like start a race and to, and to finish a race well? Um, and, and I give them credit because they've been kind of experimenting with it. Uh, and eventually, you know, we're going to get them exactly where they need to be. And uh, I, I think there is, just like the boys are going to take advantage of good competition and run some pretty good times. How much do you think that Glenwood meet? helps the girls today, especially those younger girls, to, to maybe not go out there as nervous without Marie and Julia there to, to maybe settle some of those nerves if this was a first meet of the year? Um, I, I think that helps a lot. And, and we are going to have Case and Saifa and Kyra, who are seniors, who will be there. Yep. Um, and they're really good leaders, too. Um, and, and, you know, especially Kyra, I'll give her credit in practice, who's been really taking the kind of younger runners under her wing. Um, and, and trying to help them out and, and make them more confident runners. Um, so I, I think Glenwood helps a lot, but also, you know, we've got other girls on our team um, who, who are leaders as well. 
Um, and and I, I think, you know, top to bottom, the girls that are running tomorrow will do uh, really well just based off of how they've been in practice the last couple of weeks. Coach, who who are the girls that are going to be running your, your top six, top seven today? So we've got Addie, Kyra, Shelby, Kaysen, Julia, and Reagan, uh, and Maddie Sagabart. Those those will be the the seven going, and, and like I said, I, I think they're all going to take advantage of the opportunity to run uh, in the morning in good weather and uh, show individual improvement. Middle school going to be up there as well. Do you get a chance to kind of peek at them and, and see what's coming up into the program? Yeah, uh, this this year I've been at middle school practice quite a bit. Uh, we, we've been blessed to have a, a bunch of kids out. We've got 13 girls and 14 boys. Um, and I, I could not be more excited to see the results of those races. Uh, you know, la- last year our boys team, we there were very few times that we had four kids available to run. Um, so to have 14 this year uh, I think is really cool. We've got a lot of kids who are trying it out who have never tried it before, so I give a lot of credit to them because – you know, when you tell your friends, like, hey, uh, I'm going to go run two miles for practice, they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, but the kids who, if their first time out, have had such positive attitude, you know, they, they've come back and they're like, yeah, we ran, but we, we had fun too. And um, they're, they're doing their best. And uh, I, I think as far as the middle school team goes as a whole, it's just uh, we've got a lot of potential. And I, I think, you know, maybe we won't see the full um, the full scope of the potential until a couple meets down the road as some of them are getting their first ever running distance race in you know some of them were unsure exactly even what the courses look like or what the start's going to look like but uh, I'm really excited for them and I I think the middle school was a pretty good showing too well coach as always we appreciate your time best of luck coming up there at uh, Holstein today and looking forward to seeing how both the boys and the girls do Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. You bet. Head Coach Thomas Nelson again with the Kemper Cross Country teams back with more on the Pizza Ranch at Coaches Show coming up right here on KCIM. Score big when you come on down to the Carroll Pizza Ranch to dig into the country's best chicken, piping hot pizza, and their fresh salad bar. They're open to serve you all your Pizza Ranch favorites from 11 to 8 on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and 5 to 8. Get their famous buffet your way where you can request your favorite pizza. Everyone wins at Pizza Ranch. Just off Highway 30, downtown Carroll, open seven days a week. Whoa, that's good. Welcome back here on the Pizza Ranch uh, Coaches Show. Jeff Blankman talking Kemper Volleyball right now with head coach Rusty Wintermote. And coaches, always good to catch up with you. Well, good morning, Mr. Blankman. It is a uh, a beautiful morning here. It's uh, uh, driving up to South Central Calhoun, getting ready to play some good competition today. So excited to hear from you and, and – uh, and uh, get a good conversation going with you here today. Absolutely. Looking forward to seeing you and the team a little bit later on this morning when I get a chance to head up there. But uh, we'll talk about what you got coming up today in just a moment. Let's bounce back, though, to Tuesday. Your only matches over this last week. You guys hosted a triangular, entertained Clorinda and Denison. We came up with a couple of match wins, did drop one set to, to Clorinda, but otherwise going Six and one on the night. Let's start with that Clorinda match. Did you feel like you guys went out and played well, especially with such an early start? I think about four thirty the start for that first varsity game. Yeah, and I didn't mind that four thirty start because the kids. It was they just got done. I, I'd rather have a normal school day than play, but I really didn't mind the uh, playing uh, right away after school because then they were still moving around and had time to really sit down and. Relax. They just were. They're ready to roll. And the kids 
they like that 4:30 start. I was, I like it, but I was surprised that they were okay with it. But uh, no, it was. Uh, I like the way we came out in game one. Uh, we started a little bit uh, rough with our server Steve. Serve was good, uh, but once the server Steve kind of calmed down and our free ball passing calmed down, uh, we really kind of ran whatever we wanted to run. Uh, we didn't have. Um, we started out with a when we. We started out with some hitting errors that were bothersome, but it was because that was that first. I blame it on the first home match. Uh, kids were nervous. Kids were excited. And we had a nice crowd for a 430 match. And uh, But once we kind of got over the hump of um, solving our backward line issue and, and getting our front line to connect with the setters and actually you know get them the ball, the passers to the setters, then it became just a um, – there was a lot more – there was a lot better rhythm to our match against Clorinda. Uh, so game one kind of started slow, but I felt ended strong, and I liked the way we ended. Uh, but then, but we we knew Clorinda was going to fight because they've got they've got some size on their front line, and they they caused us some some um, to cause us to, to commit more hitting errors than I, I would have liked to have seen us do. But that was due to their size, and uh, we we finally had to start moving our hitters around, doing some. X cutting, doing some, you know, some slides, doing some gap shots, which caused them a little bit of problem. But then we came out in the second set, and I don't know if we knew how to pass. Um, it was a struggle. It was a struggle, um, and we finally had to call our last time out. And I don't, I think we were down five or six. I said, I don't care how this game ends. How I want it to end is how we, how you will end this second game. In a heart, in your heart, and competitiveness will determine how the rest of the match is going to go. So let's go out and fight for every point, win or lose this game, kind of like last year, win or lose this game. Let's show that we're ready for game three. And they did that. And we came out game three, passed well, everything was working. Same way with four. We just kind of wore, we finally kind of wore the big girls down up front for Clorinda, and uh, which was a nice sign. Uh, you know, I, Changed the lineup in game one because uh, I needed, I wanted Lauren Bell to serve first because she's been pretty successful for us. And then I went back with Brianna Whitrock uh, serving and, you know, God best, bless Brianna. All of them served really well, but Brianna was, you know, for the night, she was 38 for 39 on serving for, wow. for both matches on that night. So it was like, oh, this might not be, this might be a no-brainer. Brianna has to be our first server, and she usually is, but, um, we wanted to adjust the against Clorinda. I wanted to kind of match up middle hitters with their middle hitters just to make sure that we always had a block around them uh, with Franny and Brianna uh, throughout the match. And when we went back to our normal rotation, um, they seemed to, they had to work themselves into it again. Uh, but then game three and four, they found their rhythm with it. So, and then Denison, Denison is again, scrappy and they, you know, Coach Dickrod, I, I knew he was helping out, but he was on the bench and talking to him just like the good old days, and it was fun to see him interact. But uh, our girls just finally uh, found all three phases, and, and Denison happened to be in the way of all three phases. And uh, we were we were successful with about whatever we did. Our serve was really aggressive, and uh, we, we uh, are blocking and tipping or blocking and touching became a big factor against them. They had to do a lot of things away from the net. So girls uh, did not let themselves 
settle for anything. Um, kind of had to challenge them with that. Don't settle for uh, what your opponent does. Settle for what you're going to do. And, and they, we just focused on us, which was fun to watch them play, which, which was nice. Was the Denison Slushwig match maybe one of the better ones you've played all year for as far as, as you mentioned, all three phases? Um, yes, and, and I think we were stronger on our serve than we've ever been. Um, Creston was one where all three phases were working really well, but I think against Denison, um, our free ball passing was a lot smoother, more faster as far as the tempo that we want than it was at Creston. So I would say the biggest difference how it was probably our better game was our was our tempo passing on our free ball. So when you allow Brianna and, and Brooke and um, uh, Kaylee to be able to come up and just use their hands sometimes to make that faster tempo pass, and our hitters were doing a good job of recognizing that, we actually we, we attacked the net a lot quicker, which allowed us to have more one-on-one. So, from that sense of the point, it was better than Crescent because I we ended up with one more one versus one uh, hitter to blocker. So that definitely was the, the probably the biggest difference and probably the the best part of the game against uh, Dennis' Fleshley. Coach, you mentioned uh, here at the beginning of the interview you guys are on your way up to Rockwell City. Kind of a busy day today. The uh, South Central Calhoun Tournament uh, getting underway at 8.30 this morning. Uh, you guys will see South Central Calhoun ESAC Winterset, who you've seen before, also Carol Kingsley Pearson and Ridgeview. So some pretty good ball clubs there. Uh, what's the thought press going into today? You know, this morning I think uh, we really are going to see some great competition. Uh, you know, you add Kingsley or you add Ridgeview in there, who's raised uh, three or four spots ahead of us in Class Two. Uh, they're a very uh, nice group as far as uh, attacking and setters. They're just probably one of the better complete teams, but they're not as deep, uh, which I think can play in our favor. Uh, they don't have as many hitters as we do, but they have some really solid hitters with two outsides and then a middle. Um, but they're they, they are well coached as far as defensive schemes, as far as uh, keeping the ball off the floor. Uh, obviously, South Central, the host, uh, who has won that tournament uh, the last several years, but uh, Emma has them playing well, and, and, and uh, they're always – uh, I think it's always a good matchup, no matter who they have or we have. Uh, so it's fun to, to, to get in there with them on, on this tournament. Uh, you add in Kingsley Pearson, who is a uh, team who's kind of rebuilding this year, who hasn't played many matches yet. So it'll be fun to see what they uh, bring as far as and they're, they're kind of undersized. Carol, we know about Carol. Uh, play very competitive against no matter who it is. And I don't care what their record is. I know I think it's like 1-5 and five or 1-4. and four. That doesn't make a difference to me because uh, I knowing Coach Clink, uh, she always finds a way to bring some kids in that uh, if she has an injury, she knows how to fill it. And uh, so she's a very bright coach who uh, will have them ready to play. And it's always that Kemper and Carroll scenario that uh, people like to, to compare and, and talk about. Um, and then winter set, not much size, but very quick. And they're also playing a lot better than when, we play them, and I hope we're playing better than when we saw them. So, uh, again, lots of mixtures of things that are going to happen. Winterset's small. Kingsley Pearson is small, but they're defensively scrappy. East Sac has some size and some kids that have bounced back from from last year to, to show that they're they're winners, and uh, they're doing a great job over there. 
Uh, and again, Emma, South Central, always enjoy visiting with her. And then Ridgeview is probably Ridgeview will probably be the favorite to win it, uh, just because of their seating. But um, I feel like we're tested, and uh, we'll bring uh, our best effort to them. Well, Coach, as always, we appreciate the time. Wish you the best of luck. Looking forward to seeing you and the girls up there a little bit later on this morning. Well, we always enjoy seeing you, and it will be uh, you drive safely up to South Central Calhoun, and we'll talk to you later on this morning. Head coach again, Rusty Wintermote with the Kepper Knights, back with more of the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show right here on KCIM. Harvest Nears, Manning Regional Healthcare Center wants to remind farmers to care for yourselves just as you would your livestock or farm equipment. MRHC offers a variety of healthcare services to ensure your body is ready for peak performance, such as physical therapy, general surgery, mental health, total and partial joint replacements, pain treatment, sleep studies, wound care, and more. To schedule an appointment, call 712-655-8100. Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one nerve care company. Nervive tablets contain alpha-lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort, plus B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com. And try Nervive Pain Relieving Cream to block nerve pain signals at the source. Use as directed. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Go to hymns.com slash joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, and the process is 100% online. To start your free online visit, go to hymns.com slash joy. That's H-I-M-S dot com Pizza Ranch Coaches Show rolling on on this Saturday morning. Talking right now with Carol Tiger Head Volleyball Coach Michaela Clink. And Coach, as always, good to catch up with you. Appreciate you coming in today. Yep, good to hear from you. You bet. Going to be a busy day for you guys. We'll talk about that coming up here just shortly. Uh, but uh, do want to bounce back. Uh, you guys had a home match earlier this week against a ranked and very good North Polk Ball Club uh, who ended up getting you guys uh, three to nothing the other night. Uh, played well, I thought, uh, early on in that first set. And, and then, you know, we hate to bring it up, but it was just kind of one of those nights where if something could go wrong for you guys, it seemed to do. And if something could bounce off the net and drop in for them, it kind of did. Yeah, we, that first set, um, we were just playing very well-rounded. Um, I think that second set just started off. We couldn't get our serve receive um, to come together. And then that was, we're if you're giving the other team free balls, it gives them an easier shot. And we were just on the defense the entire, the entire game, it seemed like. Sometimes it's hard when you lose 25-6 and 25-10 like you did the last two sets to, to find positives, but I'm sure you went back through the film. What were some of the things that you saw that you were pleased with the other night? Yeah, um, we really felt like our middles um, stepped up. We had um, we had two new uh, varsity middles this year, and we've really been putting an emphasis on blocking, getting there for the block, um, and I think they they fulfilled that. Um, they were getting to their spot every time. And then as well as Amanda Wardell, I think she did a great job as stepping up her game um, on the offensive as well. What what steps forward did Amanda take for you guys? Um, she's just been hitting off Riley like continuously. 
Um, and she was able to get her hitting efficiency in the positive. I think she had like the second highest hitting efficiency and um, that's going to help us out. Have you seen Olivia Rowetter transfer out of the middle this year for you guys? Um, she's doing amazing on the outside and it's awesome to have her um, in the back row. We can use her as an outlet, um, as a hitter, and she's really been stepping up in that defensive position and um, getting a lot of digs for us. Did you see something in her last year that told you, you know, I think she can play all the way around? Um, we saw that she um, was an athlete. She's just an all-around athlete, and she just has that um, athletic drive in her. Um, she did serve for us last year as a middle hitter, and um, so she would play back row for a half a rotation, and uh, she did do well with that, so we thought we'd give it a shot and see how she does. Coach, you mentioned the struggles in serve received the other night. I know you said in the post game that that was going to be something that was going to be focused on. Uh, how did that work go in practice these last few days? Yeah, we've just been getting taking lots of serve receives um, in rotation, getting more comfortable um, just so we can see um, what options we have and as well as hitters just getting used to those repetitions. Coach, we talked uh, in the preseason interview how tough the Raccoon River Conference was. New rankings came out on Thursday. I think you got four or five teams out of the conference in the rankings. Um, it's just it's it's one of those seasons again where there just really isn't a day off in this conference. Yeah, we just have to be we have to be ready every game. Like even if you think a team um, should be an easier team, they're not because everyone's ready to play because. In the night in and night out, night out, we're all playing against high-level competition. Going to see good competition today as well. You guys headed up to Rockwell City for the South Central Calhoun. Their Master Blaster Invitational, really strong uh, group again this year. Uh, South Central Calhoun, of course, Esac County, Kemper. Uh, you guys, of course, out of the local area. Then you had Winterset out of your conference, uh, Kingsley Pearson and Ridgeview. Uh, Ridgeview, I think the highest ranked of all of the teams that are going to be there uh, tonight. Uh, what are you looking at with this tournament? What are you hoping to take away? Um, just to get more experience um, and getting into those rotations, we just hope to um, eliminate the other team's serving runs and then really um, getting those first ball kills off of our serve-receive. Um, we know Ridgeview is going to be especially tough. They're undefeated and ranked, and um, Kemper is always tough. Um, so I think the, the experience today is going to help us out tremendously. Do you like seeing a conference foe there in Winterset, or is that something that you, that you'd rather not see them until you have to play them in a conference game? Um, I'd rather I'd rather not, but um, it's nice that we get a little sneak peek at them because um, we do actually play them on Thursday this week. So, do you show them everything, or do you guys kind of hide a few things from them uh, coming up today? Um, we're just gonna show them everything because our main purpose we want to win games. Um, and we want to continuously get those reps, so that's what we're going to do. You saw South Central Calhoun earlier this year at a scrimmage right before uh, the beginning of the season on a Saturday. Uh, how do you think they'll be different, and where do you think your team will be different uh, from when you guys scrimmaged? Um, it's hard to tell how a team is developing. Just looking at their um, record, they've, they're about half and half, um, and they had some... Um, big middle hitter, um, a strong outside hitter, um, so we just have to be ready for him. 
you guys may be getting a hitter back, Caitlin Aiden, um, maybe cleared this week to, to get back to action for you guys. Uh, talk about what you've kind of missed with her and what you're getting back when Caitlin's able to go again. Yeah, it'll be nice to um, just to have her varsity experience. And I mean, it's always nice to have a six foot hitter um, that can jump out of the gym, but just that experience and um, hopefully give a little bit more edge to our um, hitting and offense. Without giving away too many secrets, how does this change the rotation for you guys? Um, we'll just have to see. We haven't um, worked through with it yet because we weren't quite sure if she was going to be out for um, four weeks or six weeks. So um, we'll just have to work some options out. And we have the hitters. We had Molly um, Feld. She's been doing a great job on that outside um, and the middle middle hitters. They've been doing a great job. Um, so we're just going to see. Well, Coach, we appreciate all your time here today. We'll see you a little bit later on this morning up there in Rockwell City. Uh, best of luck coming up up there today, and looking forward to seeing you and the girls again. Yep, thank you. Head Coach Michaela Klink again with the uh, Carroll Tiger Volleyball Program, back with more from the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show. We'll get set to wrap things up when we come back right here on KCIM. Score big when you come on down to the Carroll Pizza Ranch to dig into the country's best chicken, piping hot pizza, and their fresh salad bar. They're open to serve you all your Pizza Ranch favorites from 11 to 8 on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and 5 to 8. Get their famous buffet your way where you can request your favorite pizza. Everyone wins at Pizza Ranch. Just off Highway 30, downtown Carroll, open seven days a week. Whoa, that's good. We are back here to wrap up uh, the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show. Jeff Blankman has been hanging out with you. Appreciate you joining us here on this uh, Saturday morning. want to thank all of our coaches that uh, came in. Craig Rowetter with the Carroll football team. They suffered a tough one last night. They'll look to bounce back next week. Also, Ryan Steinkamp with the Cameron Knights. What a win for their football team last night, knocking off a ranked team in overtime. Deb Danner's got the Carroll girls swim team. They're off to a good start this year. It was fun catching up with Deb. Man, she really knows her stuff. Thomas Nelson, of course, the Kemper Cross Country team. They're up at uh, Ridgeview this morning. We'll talk about that coming up in just a second. Uh, Rusty Wintermote, the Kemper volleyball team, joined us as well. They're up at uh, South Central Calhoun's tournament this morning. And uh, Michaela Klink, also with the Carroll volleyball team, uh, they're up at uh, South Central Calhoun. More on that in just a second as well. Uh, the schedule for today, uh, both cross-country meets getting underway at 9 o'clock. We mentioned Thomas Nelson and the Kemper girls and boys. They're up at Ridgeview today. Also, South Central Calhoun and East County there. Uh, we've got some really good runners this year and all of those teams loaded and Ikea Manning. They're really tough, both girls and boys. Uh, they're over at Green County today. They'll run that one at the Green County Middle School. So again, both of those getting underway at 9 o'clock this morning. Volleyball. I'm headed up to Rockwell City. The tournament getting underway at 8.30 this morning. First match was ESAC against South Central Calhoun. We've got four area teams up there. Carroll, Camper, ESAC, and of course, South Central Calhoun, they're hosting that one. We'll have recap stories of all of the weekend volleyball coming up for you, uh, probably either late tonight or tomorrow. Uh, sometimes we don't get the stats and everything until Sunday, so we'll get those 
post it as quickly as what we can. We'll also be writing recap stories uh, from all of the area uh, football games from last night as well. Casey Miners and I will do that, so we'll get those posted for you. Some probably late today and tonight. Uh, the rest of them will be updated tomorrow, uh, again, as we get all of the results. So, again, thanks to all of the coaches for coming in today. Thanks to Pizza Ranch, our new sponsor uh, for what's now known as the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show on Saturday mornings, again, 8 to 9 o'clock Again, right here on it, KCIM. Thank you as much as well uh, for tuning in, and thanks for helping us bring you sports coverage uh, as we enjoy that each and every day and each and every weekend. That's going to wrap things up for me. Uh, have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy the Iowa-Iowa State game coverage getting underway at 1230 here on KCIM, and go Cyclones.